and it's not our fault. Until I reached university, I didn't explore the degree to which colonial mentality had, was instilled in me. For me, it, it, it's, it's really caused me to be ashamed of who I am. As the trial of the man who killed George Floyd proceeds, another type of racial reckoning has ignited. Is this that moment for Asian communities? I am Madian Andrade, and from the University of Toronto, this is the new normal. My origins, my, my family, my heritage, I abandoned my Chinese name. This is Gigi Hoi. She is a PhD candidate in the Department of Ecology and Evolutionary Biology at the University of Toronto, St. George. I anglicized my name twice. Gigi is not my Chinese name. It's something else. Um, but I don't know, maybe that still sounds too Chinese and uh, people still make fun of it. Um, still struggle to say it properly. So uh, it's taken me a very, very long time to accept who I am. Gigi has given several talks at Bruise. Bruise stands for Broadening Representation and Equity with Science. It's a group of faculty and graduate students who work together to support equity and inclusion in their department. To be honest, the intentions of hosting those sessions are all selfish. Um, uh, it is because I myself wanted a place um, to, like, to, do, to unlo- unload, uh, unpack, uh, process my own thoughts and emotions. It, they always feel like bubbles. Um, so you're bubbling up and try to put your finger on it, but you, you can't really. Uh, it's very delicate and very difficult to grasp. Um, and actually, that's actually part of my motivation of joining Bruce as well. I think like having a space where people can feel safe and share uh, what it is, whatever it is that they're going through, um, be it that you've been on the receiving end of aggressions or uh, you were a bystander and regret that you didn't do anything or you suddenly realize that you have unintentionally caused harm. Um, to be able to have like a candid conversation about such topics, uh, I think it's so important uh, as a first step towards fighting anti-Black, anti-Indigenous, and anti-Asian racism. We really hope um, that by opening these doors to conversation, um, putting a face to it, uh, oftentimes our own faces, we can all uh, resolve to do better um, and be better allies uh, for those who, who needed it. So here we are again, leaning on the next generation, taking their cue as we look at where we are with new eyes. We need to ask, how do we move from where we are now to where we really need to be? Sometimes it feels like we're asking them to do some very heavy lifting. But they're not only doing this work, they are building it into the fabric of their lives. I was taught by my parents to, you know, keep your head low, do just do the work and, you know, get the degree and someday they'll they'll view you as one of them. This is Alfonso Ralph Mendoza Manalo. He is a third-year undergraduate at the University of Toronto Scarborough, 
where he's majoring in co-op public policy and global Asia studies. Until I reached university, I didn't explore the degree to which colonial mentality was instilled in me. I do want to stress that colonial mentality, according to AGR David, operates in three stages. The first one is, you know, keeping your head low, acknowledging that racism is there, but not doing anything about it. The second one is othering people within your own community. And the third stage is actually believing that being colonized or being assimilated and being ripped of your cultural values was a benefit to you as a person and to you as your community. For so long, we haven't voiced out our opinions or our lived experiences. And yet, you know, people will view us as passive. But I do want to stress that there are quite a lot of Asian Canadian, Asian American voices that are trying to be heard. And so I pose this question where, are we really passive or is someone just ignoring us? There is a difference between being silent and speaking but being ignored. Alfonso is currently completing a work term at the RCMP as an equity, diversity and inclusion policy advisor. My work at the RCMP really varies. I try to help sure that they implement their EDI inclusion strategy in the most equitable way possible. Um, And I try to do that by representing the perspectives of various marginalized communities. So that includes it to us LGBTQIA community, um, various racialized communities, as well as um, the indigenous community at large and people with varying gender identities and sexual orientations. So that really ranges on, I will review policies here and there. Um, And some projects that we're working on right now is how to collect race-based data in police interactions where force is used. And we're trying to assess if there's disproportionalities Um, when there's police interactions with various racialized individuals. And another project that we're working on is an anti-racism course to help all employees in the RCMP understand how um, complex race really is um, in Canada and how to approach people from various racialized communities. For Black people, the past year has been as horrific as it it has been for everyone else. But then you add to that... uh, that the George Floyd murder and the subsequent uprising has shifted a new lens. So my question to you is, do you feel like this is a moment of that kind of reckoning for for Asian Canadians as well? I believe so, Media. And, you know, I think the tragic part about politics in general is that sometimes in order for someone's voice to be heard, something tragic has to occur. I think for Asian Canadians, it's seeing our elders being targeted in Chinatown. It's seeing law enforcement agencies not adequately responding to hate crimes or understanding that we're scared. We're genuinely scared for who we are. And you know, now that I work at the RCMP, it's it's nice to see that we can bring change. And that, you know, even sometimes just having your voice at that table is it means so much because you can steer the conversation, right? And you can really, with this course on anti-racism, we're given the opportunity to make 30,000 employees across the RCMP understand the oppression that Black Canadians, Asian Canadians, and Indigenous people face and have been facing here for so long and how they should respond to that. Is this the brutal silver lining 
of COVID. Is this really who we are? Do we need brutality to force us to pay attention? I know we can do better. These young people know we can do better. I think one thing that I do want to stress, Median, is the need for solidarity. We're all just trying to be accepted by mainstream society. I'm, I'm hopeful. I think seeing our students uh, been vocal about uh, these issues, I see a lot of hope in the young generation. 